Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are finally in the same place at the same time for the first time in six weeks. Are you ready for this? Without looking. Yes! The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into dumpster for the things that you love! Yes! <laughs> I did that without looking. It was the first <laughs> time in 21 episodes anyone's got it right. <laughs> Because we suck. Yeah. Um, hey. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, just dandy. This is super exciting. We started off real good. It's only going to get worse from here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, We're in the same place. At the same time. Mm-hmm. No time zones, no telephones. No. And in a weird twist, we saw each other yesterday, too. I know. We kind of spoiled it. Because yeah. the energy would have been a little bit higher today yeah. if we hadn't seen each other last well, night. Well, and also when you texted me at 1.30 to see if you could come over, I was, like, still in bed. And it's yeah. only 10 after 2. So, I mean, there's that. There's an energy situation. Yeah. It's a weekend. It's a long weekend. Today's Saturday, September the 2nd. Gross. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Kelsey's got some feels about that. Um, probably school related. Yes, would be my guess. I've been back at school. A we started time. on Monday. Uh, teachers were back Monday, Tuesday, and then we had our grade tens in on Wednesday, and then we had like full days of school Thursday, Friday. So, not so much for me. Three down, eighty-one, I think, to go for the semester. God, that's I know. great. Right? I still have eighty-four. <laughs> I haven't started yet. <laughs> but you have a job. I do have a job. Are you excited? Yes and no. It's just very daunting. There's a lot of work that has to be done. Okay. And I'm, yeah, there's just... Are you teaching things at least that you know? Yes. Okay. But the beginning, like, organizational part is always a shit show. Because we have two days in school of just staff, and all of it is, like, scheduled meetings, so you have no time. I know. To do any of the work that needs to be done, and it's quite, yeah, it's just a shit show, so... Luckily, I, I knew a little bit earlier than I did last year that I would have a job, so I did some front-loaded work, so I'm a little bit more organized, yeah. but I'm taking all today off, and then tomorrow is a work day for me, essentially. I am taking the weekend off because I want to, Yeah. and I'm not overly worried about Mon- Tuesday. I was going to say Monday, but it's a three-day weekend, so that's nice. Um, it is. We had a bunch of kids not there yesterday because it was Eid, and we've got a large Muslim population at our school, and so... I didn't get done what I thought I would get done yesterday, so I'll just do that on Tuesday. So I'm not overly, yeah. not overly concerned. And for some reason, at the start of the school year, I always forget, like, if you lose a day, it doesn't matter. Like, it's such a long year. It is. Especially because I have, like, a lot of full year classes, and I'm just like, oh yeah, one day is, like, whatever. Although I think if you ask, like, a bio teacher... They disagree. They disagree, because they feel like they need Very to jam-pack yeah. every... And I don't think they do. I think they're just teaching inefficiently. That's always what I've thought. <laughs> Shots um, Well, no, I just, I, I get it. Like, I get that there's curriculum or whatever, but, like, I remember being in high school, and I was a decent student, but I remember when I was in grade 12, I missed two weeks of school, because um, I went to Australia for a student council trip, which was, oh, like, shit. the most bullshit field trip excuse Ever. in history. Um, yeah, I went to Australia for two weeks, and so I had to, the deal that was made with all my teachers, I had to everything completed before I left, because it was the two weeks right before Christmas. Oh, okay. So they didn't want me to come back after Christmas, which I think is totally fair, because that's like a month yeah, away, yeah, yeah. right? I basically taught myself a unit of bio, and went in to see my teacher, like, for extra help, and she gave me the exam two weeks early, and it was fine. Like, it just, I, so I, to me, I don't quite understand, and same in math, like, I basically learned a unit on my own, mm-hmm. and wrote a test before I left. 
And so, like, I get that there's lots of content, and I understand all of those things, and I'm not belittling what they do, but I always find it really weird that, like, it's possible to do it in other ways. Yeah. And I've worked in an outreach site where kids have taught themselves the course in seven weeks. So, like, why? I just, I don't know. I just find it... Yeah. I find it's the same thing with English and social, because I've taught in that outreach center where kids have taught themselves great total social in seven weeks. And especially for English, like, if you do, say, Mockingbird, if you do any google search of that whatsoever there's a ton of analysis oh yeah and you can and people have read it and like it's yeah. not like it's un, uh, yeah so i mean i'm not saying i mean, well, not, don't want to pick on bio teachers but like i just find that whole that stress of every single moment every is, single moment is planned i don't yeah. quite get it because i don't feel like it needs to be because there has to be fluidity and flexibility yeah because how do you know if your kids are going to be fast or slow at yeah. something you have to adjust to them yeah and each class is extraordinarily different oh yeah so, I don't know, anyway. And you'll find that out next week because you've got, like, two of the same of a couple courses. And I'm sure they'll be wildly different. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to it? Yes and no. I never sleep the night before, though. No? Never. Like, not at all? Oh, I'll maybe get, like, two, three hours of sleep. Oh, gross. It's very... And it's so stupid because the first day, yeah. it's just, like, you just read them the course outline and they sit there quietly and listen to you. And yeah. then, in English, they do some writing for you about, like... Hi, my name is Blank. And you teach at a school, too, that's, like, a very interesting demographic. Because, like, I feel like, what I know about it anyways, like, those kids are pretty good kids for the most part. Yeah. Like, on the whole, I think. Um, like, I know yesterday somebody at our school got arrested in the principal's office. Mm. I don't know what for, but I found that out yesterday. We had a few of those last term, though. Um, There's always outliers. But it was day two. Like, that's <laughs> that's setting a bar real low. No, that's what <laughs> I call a new personal record. <laughs> Um, I'm sure you'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. I don't oh, I know it will on... be. It's just irrational yeah. anxiety. I don't usually sleep very well on Sunday nights, though, because I'm always thinking about Monday morning. Yeah. And I think this year for swim team, I'm going to not do the Monday morning practice, because that was part of my stress. Because mm. I'd go to bed, and I couldn't sleep, and then I'd have to get up at 5.30, and it was just like that, okay, if I get to sleep now, I'll still get four yeah. hours of sleep. And so if I don't it's have Monday morning... It's always a ratio of X equals yeah. Y, yeah. I feel like if I don't have Monday morning, I'll probably be better. Um... I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Five weeks till the next long weekend. And then five more weeks till the fall break. And then, like, six weeks till Christmas. Christmas. It's all good. <laughs> and then we got, like, two weeks, I think, when we come back from Christmas. And then it's exams. Yeah, you just gotta put it into chunks that your Small brain chunks. can understand. Yeah, that's kind of how I've always done it. And it makes my life better. And it always amazes me when kids don't know it's a long weekend coming up. Oh, God, how do they not? Because like, I'm like, oh, thank God. Even when it's a PD day and they're not going to be there, but we have to go yeah. to work, I know. Because I'm like, I don't have to talk to you for a whole day. How do you not know this? And yeah, like, like, aren't you tired of me? Yeah. God, yeah. get out of my face. Yeah, I know. And they just, they're like, it's a PD day. It's a long weekend. What? We don't have to go to school on Monday? I'm like, you are in grade 11. This has been happening now for 12 years. The first Monday in September is a holiday. What is wrong with you? Yeah. They just don't. And anyway, there we go. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so back funny. to school. It's going to be good. I'm looking it forward to it. Good. Um, okay, what do we got? Uh, we got to do the sportsy thing. We do, and on our schedule, it's dry, 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 and then heart, 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 heart. <laughs> and I, I wrote dry, 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 I think, but Kelsey wrote all the hearts. I did write all the hearts. Because um, on our last episode, which was two weeks ago, my apologies that we didn't do one last week. I just, it didn't work out. Uh, we talked about why the Oilers hadn't signed dry, and then they did, like, two the days day. after we recorded, <laughs> but before we posted it, and then we just didn't care enough to fix it, so no. here we are. Um, so he's locked up for eight years. I'm fine with it. For a lot of money. 
I'm fine. I think the money is a little bit much. And I, yeah. the only reason, I mean, it's in, obviously it's a little bit much, but in relation to like other players and stuff, I think it's a lot of money. And I think that the Oilers window is small now for yes. championship success. And I think that contract made it a little bit smaller. Agreed. And so it'll be interesting to see how they do um, this season and whether or not, like, if he's going to play on Connor's wing and he's going to make $8.5 million, that's fine, I guess. But if he's going to play on a line of his own and he's not really a line driver, mm-hmm. um, that could be a problem. And so I think I think when you compare what they pay, I mean, although I think if you compare what they paid Leon Dreisaitl a little bit, they paid, paid someone like Chris Russell, um, he's making, like, just a little bit more than twice as much as Russell's making, and he's, like... Infinitely considerably better. better at his position than Russell will ever be at his. And so I suppose in, in Peter Charlie's math, maybe it works out. And that's why, that's how I'm framing it in my brain. This makes sense based on who's running the team. Yeah, and they're paying Lucic $6 million to... It's their money. Yeah. It's not my money. No, it's true. I probably get to look at Dry Settle's beautiful face for eight more years. <laughs> what am I going to complain about? <laughs> that's that's fair. That's, um... Eat yeah. Arby's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, um, okay. That's, that's that's how we're gonna. That's the extent of my analysis and that's... or feelings about the situation. Okay, so we're gonna switch then. I think from talking about the next thing, we're gonna skip down to number six on our list because oh. your eat at Arby's just. I think it's a perfect segue into this. So you may have noticed on our Twitter account the other day that Kelsey has decided to quit Twitter. I did. Yeah. She texted me. She's like, I think I'm gonna delete Twitter. And like 20 minutes later, she's like, It's done. <laughs> I deleted Twitter. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's a very impulse-based decision. <laughs> what uh, what what was the impetus behind your decision? Um, Teach me your ways. There's a lot of things. Sort of at one of our um, staff meetings, there was a conversation uh, from our ATA rep. And there's been a, like a, in our profession, there's this idea that we're teachers all the time. And that our personal lives have to abide by like a certain you know, moral, ethical mm-hmm. framework in order to be trusted by the general public. And the weird thing is, is that our judgment isn't just from students or staff, but is essentially from the general public. And it's a really strange thing that a lot of other professions don't have, right? Um, and there's just been such a high increase into like investigations and and punitive measures taken for teachers doing things on social media that maybe they shouldn't do be doing and it's mostly about professionalism cases so like in in our profession we can't say anything about a teacher unless it's to their face like mm-hmm. we have to go to that teacher first before we increase any sort of complaint against anyone else we have to give them heads up first yep um and that's mainly what it he was talking about like teachers you know went out together and then accidentally sent a text message to the wrong person and it was about that person and like just like using communication incorrectly but like who does that i know but still you know i get it but it's just that just seems like such a weird and there's there's just this sort of increased ideation of maybe anonymity that I'd like back and especially over the summer it was just like really overwhelming there was literally no hockey news to talk about and I couldn't believe how terrible people were to each other Mm -hmm. like 
really, really terrible. Yep, that's, yeah, that's a thing. And I don't know, on that note, I don't know if that's, like, a specifically, like, Oilers-related thing. Because I know there's some guys, like, Jeff Vallette gets a bunch of shit from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of follow people that I like more than anything, so it's, you know, not just because they say interesting things about hockey, like, it's people that I'll, di- I'll actually, like, have a dialogue with. And so they tend to be pretty good. It's other people that tend to be dicks, like, outside of my little circle, mm-hmm. and I just don't get it. I don't get it either. And even when the stuff in Charlottesville happened, just the amount of shit that was being said on Twitter, that uh, kind of in, in my life, I like to abide by in, like, when I interact with people that I don't know or that I do know, if I don't have anything nice to say to them, I'm not going to say anything to them, right? Like... Why would you be mean to someone just to mm-hmm. be mean to someone? And there was just so much of that this summer. And I was like, why? I don't want to engage with this. There's nothing that I'm gaining from it. Mm-hmm. There's a number of people that, like, I became friends with. And I was quick to grab their, like, contact info before I deleted my account on whatever day that was. Thursday or whatever. Thursday, I think, yeah. Um, and so I did that. And some people have kind of migrated to me on Instagram, which is more my, like mode of uh-huh. social media that fits me better. I just didn't really see a reason for me to continue being on there. I was really sad on Friday morning because I was going to send you a tweet and then I was like, oh no, I can't! And then I didn't bother screenshotting and sending it to you. No. <laughs> so you're just going to miss out on all of the good things. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, because you still have access to it's not like you're off it forever because we still have our Twitter account that you can... Yeah, you know. and like I saw people that were doing like sad faces and stuff so that yeah. was nice yeah. but it's it's not anything against like our group and our community and things like that and you can of course like engage with me through our our pod account and I'll reply and things like that but it was just like you're just so much bullshit yeah that's pretty much how everything is everything is just a lot of bullshit I think uh, and it's just it's it's just noise mm-hmm. like that's why in, a few months ago I asked like what is the point of this? Like, has anyone ever been changed or had their mind changed by a conversation mm-hmm. on Twitter or something they read on Twitter? And, mm-hmm. like, overwhelmingly it was no. no. And I was like, well, that's how I feel too. So I guess I'm just going to, like, remove myself from this toxic, mm. abusive relationship. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, what else can you do? And plus, like, my school schedule is, like, fucking nuts too. Yeah. I was like, this is just a time waster most of the time. Yeah. Like, when I'm doing nothing... I'm scrolling, and now if I have nothing to do, that's a problem because I do have a lot to do. Yeah, that's it was just It was a lot of reasons put together. But my tweet to Taylor is now gone. It is, I know. I know. I definitely have a screenshot of it, so it's all good. And I have it's this, also on my Instagram. I have a screenshot of his reply. Mm-hmm. Um, my love letters to Dry are gone. Well, I did, but I did double check, speaking of Taylor Hall, um, I did double check that when you search for him on Twitter, I still show up right next to it, and it's still there. So Perfect. Is where where it needs to be, I think. Perfect. <laughs> so if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> and then we'll stop doing this show. It's not gonna <laughs> happen. What if it did? Do you honestly? Okay, here's my question. I've been wondering about this since the last time we talked about it. Do you think we could legitimately handle it? Oh God, no. <laughs> Like, like, we're no adults way. and professionals. We're both older than him. Like, we I think kind of have our shit together, and we would be, like, reduced to... Here's my caveat. I think if it was over the phone... Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because... We'd have to be we in the could same place. Be, we could be on our sweaters, like, covering <laughs> our faces, but still, like, speaking. Yeah. And, like, ah, freaking out. 
But no way in person. No. No way in person. No. I remember what happened that day when you got his autograph. <laughs> you were just like, yeah, I know. Sweating. <laughs> She's remembering it now. It's I, like, great. accidentally do that thing where that lady kissed Aaron Rodgers' head on purpose. <laughs> I would just instinctively... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's problematic. I made that my pin tweet, by the way, when my comment about him not going as Jim Halpert for Halloween. But that's my pin tweet now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. In case you're wondering, the Packers do this like shareholder luncheon or fan luncheon or something at the in the last week of training camp every year, and some lady was like over talking to Aaron Rodgers, and then she like kissed him on the head and walked away, and the camera was on him, and he like looked at the camera like he was Jim Halpert in the office, and it was really funny. And he's just like. <sighs> And the only and, <laughs> and the only thing I think that would have made it okay is if it had been like a ninety eight year old lady because there's there's something about yeah. that that makes it less weird. But this lady was not no she was not ninety eight. She was not. She was like Andy McDowell in Magic Mike two. <laughs> was like sort of my. Did I tell you I watched ten minutes of it and then was just like can't do it. I can't believe you did. Oh, it's so good. Couldn't do it. It's so good. I watched a lot of other bad movies over the summer with Davis, but do that one that's okay that's mm-hmm. all right speaking of movies look at us go <laughs> oh my god we're so great at this now so this is for everybody who we promised we were going to do this like in july and then we did it so matt burns here you go but oh. here's the problem it's been a while it's, my memory is like a sieve like i barely recall anything now so we went to see dunkirk the day that it came out and we were blown away yes like a hundred percent blown away and there's going to be some spoilers, so deal with it, I guess. GTFO. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, it's been two months. It's been like two months, yeah, almost, yeah. If you were going to see it, you should yeah. have seen it better. And if you haven't, it's not my problem. Also, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. There, <laughs> done. Um. <laughs> oh, and what is it? Kaiser Soze is Kevin Spacey. Yeah. What are other big spoilers? Um, Darth Vader's Luke father. Uh, Han Solo shot first. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, not it's not a spoiler, but it's probably true. Um, anyway, the Spice Girls were really dead the whole time. <laughs> That's a big one. That would be. Are you sure? Are you positive about that? Ooh, what if they were androids? That'd Maybe it's like better. Spice Ghost World. God, that's a comic book. We're gonna write. Are we, are we, I don't think we're going to do that. I think we're going to write it down and then we're never going to look at it again. And then someday someone's going to make that movie and then we're going to get mad at them for stealing our idea. Yeah. One of you goddamn listeners. (laughs) It'll be, it'll be Mike. Absolutely. (laughs) That's who it'll be. We'll make the video game. Yes. Um, Ooh, I'd play that. If it was Lego. (laughs) (laughs) So Lego Spice Girl Ghosts. Oh, God. This is the greatest uh-huh. game of all time. Yeah, there we go. I don't think I would play that game. Oh, I would. Um, as long as it's sing-along, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Yeah, I can see this will sell approximately three copies. <laughs> one to each of us, and... Uh... Oh, my sister will take one, too. Okay, Yeah. there you go. And probably Davis. Davis would play it. Probably. Because, yeah, because it was our idea. Because your idea, he'd do it. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about some Dunkirk yeah. and our spoilers. So I don't know how it got away from that. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't really know either. Um, I really I saw it three times. I've seen it in IMAX. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I still can't believe you saw it in IMAX. It's. I'm glad I saw it on the smaller screen first, mm-hmm. just 
so I could kind of get used to it because there was like these the scenes with the planes I think were my favorite parts in the IMAX mm-hmm. um, like all the dog fighting that was going on because it just opened up the screen and it was just this vast blue nothing and it was so cool but what I loved I loved about the movie was the timelines because Christopher Nolan does a really great thing with time and pretty much everything that he makes mm-hmm. um, like in Memento the way that the story is told and then like Inception yeah. and Interstellar like he likes to play with time and mm-hmm. so in this one there were three distinct timelines and at the beginning it was a little bit confusing and it was designed to be. Yeah. Um, so there's like one week before in the mole, which is like the harbor at Dunkirk. And then there's the day before, which was started in off in England yeah. um, with like the the commissioning of like the civilian Navy. And then there was one hour before, which was with Tom Hardy as a pilot. And then as the film goes on, the timelines start to converge and you see certain scenes from two different perspectives and you kind of realize like what's happening. But it was just it was so good. It was really good. Like, it's, it opened up with, I don't know, whatever, like, six or seven soldiers trying to make their way to the beach, and then they get fired on, um, and it's pretty quiet, and then all of a sudden, the gunfire starts, and then the music kind of starts, and it doesn't let up. It's just relentless, mm-hmm. right until the end, and it was Zimmerman. just... It was so good. It's so good. And what it was so terrifying, too. Like, the, the artillery fire, right at the start. Yeah. And we sat in a theater where they had the D-box seats right in front of us. Mm-hmm. And that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching the, the, the move and stuff as things were... Like, it was intense enough without oh, that Oh, God. Experience. And that's why I thought to do it in IMAX is also insane. Because I thought it was immersive. Like, there's moments where people are in risk of drowning. And I was, like, clutching at my own neck because it was just yeah. an incredibly visceral experience yeah. at times that... To see it on a bigger screen and, you know, with all the enhancements that an IMAX theater does, I was like, that's too much. Yeah. And I think, I think what I really liked about it too is it, it was a war movie for sure, but it wasn't like, it wasn't gory in that way no. that war movies can be. Like it was violent. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from that. But I remember somebody on Twitter had said that they weren't going to go see it because they heard it was only rated PG or PG-13 or something like that. That's and, real dumb. And I was like, that's a dumb reason not to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if they were expecting people's like bodies to get blown up or whatever. You didn't really see that, and you didn't need to. No. And that was, I think, maybe the point, is that, like... I mean, it, like you said, you were clutching at your throat because it, there were people drowning on screen, and it was very tense, and it didn't have to be... Or burning, or... Yeah. Being blown up, or yeah. whatever it is. You or when the planes are going things. down, or, you yeah. know, like, when, when the pilot, when he's, like, when his plane's in the water, and he's he can't... He's trying to get out. That was the out. moment. I was just yeah. like, oh, God, this sucks. Because you've already seen the scene from another perspective, and so when he goes down, and then it looks like he's waving at, at mm-hmm. the other pilot... And then you that realize everything's okay. that everything's fine. And then you realize that everything's not fine because he was trying to get out of the hatch. Yeah. It was just like, it was so tense. And also what I didn't really understand or, I don't know, there's just something really strange to me about how chill the pilots were when their plane was going down or out of fuel. Mm-hmm. It was just like, mm-hmm. you're, just, yeah, I know. you're just landing in the ocean. Yeah, There's no, no one around. No. Like, and that was, the, that was the thing that on the IMAX was super cool too is like because it was this vast blue nothing. Like there's just nothing there. Yeah. And it's no wonder like when, now when planes go down in the ocean or if like a ship sinks like, that no you can't find it. it. It There's really no wonder because this was just like basically over the English Channel. Like this yeah. isn't even like really open ocean. Yeah. And Ocean's there's still nothing. Place. Oh god yes. 
I don't like open water. No, it's it's a little bit scary. And so, like, it was just, everything about it was so, so cool. And, like, my parents went to see it, and they really, they liked it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a movie, I don't know, it's not a movie I would sit down and be like, oh, Dunkirk's on, I'm gonna watch this. It's not like no. a Shawshank thing where I would watch it every time. But when it shows up on TV, I will watch it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't have the same experience. Because you need that, that sound and that, like, sort of immersion in it. I, I I've only seen it the one time with you. And I think seeing it on the TV is the only time I can see it again. Because it was just... It was big. It was big. It was way too powerful. And what I super appreciated about it is no love interest. No. No goddamn romantic storyline that holds no purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was wonderful. It was. And, and, and there was some criticism about that, how there were no other people. And I was like, but he's trying to tell a very specific story mm-hmm. um, about a specific group of people. And so, like, there doesn't need to be a love interest. And you don't need to have, like female characters beyond the nurses because it's trying to have you, a sense of realism yeah the exact situation yeah um and i know as well that the majority of it was done with practical effects which mm-hmm. is great so like all of the the plane sequences were actual pilots and actual like refurbished planes yeah which is so cool it's pretty wild yeah like just to think about and and, and it's 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 kind of funny to me that like we think of that as revolutionary in terms of film now i know that like there's no there's no CGI so oh it's so cool well that's how things used to be right like they yeah. used to blow stuff but up but we're just better real. at doing mm-hmm. practical effects now which is great and it was really and I think because of that it never felt nothing ever felt fake mm-hmm. about it and I think and the lighting was in, like it was all very low key lighting there wasn't lots of um, um, it didn't feel like high production no right like no. It, it's there was his films have such a wonderful sense of realism to them. Yeah, and like even Interstellar, that's like in space, sci-fi, fantasy, yeah. whatever. It still feels like it could very well be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so it good. Was wonderful. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. I thought the cast was very good. Love a good Kenneth Branagh and anything. Mm-hmm. Super looking forward to Murder on the Orient Express because of that. I thought Harry Styles was quite good. I I had forgotten Harry Styles was in it until I saw him on screen, and then it didn't distract me at all. I think I was talking to Devin, and he said he didn't even realize that it was Harry Styles. Yeah, and so that's good, because yeah. I, when I heard he was going to be in this movie, I was like, ugh. Yeah. I sort of had a, a reaction to it, and then it, it didn't pan out. I was really happy about that. But I think he did a very good job. Yeah. Like, especially when they confront the what turns out to be Frenchmen. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He was very... It was a very yeah high-tense Yeah, and he held it scene. well, which was impressive. And Tom Hardy, as the pilot, was great. Oh, um, God, yeah. He loves talking into a mask. He though, sure like does. And, or Christopher Nolan loves him talking into a mask. Either yeah. or. Just but, like he loves Killian Murphy without those glasses yeah. on. Same suits. Um, Same. But, I, I, but I think um, I think that Tom Hardy was perfect for that role mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Because he's got that sort of stoic whatever. Calmness. Um, but And yeah. And so then at the end, I read a review after we had gone to see it about the, the final scene. Um, with the plane and yeah. how, how, how it sits it on fire and so at the end when he's just standing there and he's got his mask off and he's just waiting to be captured like there's something very powerful in that yeah. but I was like you fool why didn't you land on the beach closer to the people you could have got on the last boat like yeah. I was just well, like, I know but it was just I, I thought that was interesting too um, and then how they incorporated the Churchill speech um, without Churchill right yeah. and how they had uh, one of the privates just reading reading the words which I thought was really interesting as well just to mm-hmm. have that kind of um, it was good. It was. I thought it was really, really well done. I did too. What I didn't like... <sighs> Sorry, Christopher. Nolan. Not my Christopher. 
was the boy who died on the civilian. Right. I thought it was totally unnecessary. Um, yeah, and it was kind of telegraphed. Like, once it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get why it happened. I understand. I do, too, with what they were trying to do about, you know, the soldier who's never named. Yeah. Um. But, it, yeah, it just seemed unnecessary. But then at the Like, end- it just seemed like they're trying to add, like, another emotional yeah. note that but you they really did, didn't right? require. But at the end, then, when his friend, like, takes his school picture to the paper yeah. and stuff, and he gets his name in the paper, like, there was something about that that was... I just didn't like it. Yeah. It didn't work for me. I wonder, and I've, I, I haven't really looked into it, but I've wondered since I've seen it, if that was rooted in some kind of truth. Like if some, you know what I mean? Like if, if something I happened. Know. I don't think so. I remember trying to find something and I couldn't find something. Yeah. But that was the one thing where I was like, why are you wasting time with this yeah. kid? Yeah. Like I think it would have been just as good if there was this like, you know, PTSD soldier who's freaking out about going back to the front. That's still fine. Yeah. But to have him accidentally murder someone. Yeah. I just didn't know. The part that made... It was funny when I watched it all three times, actually. And when the other kid locked him in, I was like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Because um, I knew, like, his father would have been like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And just the fact that he did, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And you could tell, right, like, right away, I was like, something terrible was going to happen on this boat. Yeah. I wasn't sure what it was going to be, and then we found out, but... Um, but yeah, it was really good. And for a film that had very little dialogue, mm-hmm. it was very good. It was very impactful. Mm-hmm. Incredibly tense. Yeah. Even though no one really says anything to anyone. No, I think Tom Hardy had more lines than anyone else other than maybe Kenneth Branagh. And Tom Hardy literally just well, spoke... Well, Mark Rylance <laughs> does talk <laughs> into, Like, that's really all he did, though, for the most part. Yeah. Um, Mark and Mark Rylance, yeah. So there was kind of, like, one guy in each of the three sequences, and he that was about lot, it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was really, really well done. But I can imagine at that point, like, in the tenseness of the situation, how continuing to speak would be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And and so it makes it feel more real yeah. that they're not babbling their way through the situation. And especially not expositional. Yeah. We're going to go here, and then we're going to do this, and then yeah. X is going to say whatever. There, there was a couple moments of that there, where there was the exposition. but it was, it was mostly Kenneth Branagh, wasn't it? There was a little bit of that, but also when they were... And James Darcy. When those soldiers were walking, like, to the boat that they ended up on. That, oh, yeah. But it was like, but it was just sort of like, where are you going? And then, the, you know, because you couldn't see. It was out of frame. And that was really the only reason. And then the camera sort of swung around, and there it was. And then they didn't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really well done. I liked the color palette a lot, too. Because mm-hmm. it was very, like, very muted and very... Morose, almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it just all added to that feel. So I will really, when it comes out um, and is available for legal download, because I want to use it at school, <laughs> um, or to purchase, I'll absolutely get it. Because mm-hmm. I would love to use it for some storytelling stuff in English as a yeah. film study. I think it would be a fascinating film study. That'd be really cool. With, you like, do love Nolan's films. I do love Nolan's film films, studies. though. And I've, <laughs> I've done exclusively Nolan films in my classes for the last, like, three or four years. Because I can, and no one's going to stop me. Except I've done Watchmen, too. Because that's a good one for, for grade 12s. But, um, but I think that there's... For what we teach in film study, mm-hmm. I think there's a... He does... He's a very good technical filmmaker. Yes. But he also tells good stories by with being a good technical filmmaker. And, I and think you those can are, see the technical moments yes. on the screen. Like, they're obvious, but they're always purposeful. Yes, and that's, that's one cool. of the reasons why I like to use his films, because they they make sense that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've used, like, Batman Begins and Interstellar. I've used Inception. Mm-hmm. I've used The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. 
haven't done Dark Knight Rises because it's not as good. I've done The Prestige. I did Memento back in the day with grade 12s. And I'll absolutely use this one. And you just need to make an option course like the Crystal and Film Studies course. I should. I should just teach film studies what I should do. You should do that. Yeah. And because then one of the Do they have an option at your They school? don't. Maybe I'll oh. talk about it and do it. When then one of the like subunits could be sort of looking at directors and their styles and then be like, Okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. And then twenty minutes of this. Yeah. And also his the openings of his films are always memorable yes right like he always starts with a strong that's how i feel about short stories because there's so many different short stories that we can teach i read one page and if i don't care by the end of the first page i'm not reading the rest of the short story no that's fair yeah because if i don't care and i'm the most like learned reader in the room how are my students gonna care yep but his films mm-hmm. always have an amazing first 10 minutes. They really do. And there's, like, I think, though, in The Dark Knight with, like, the, the bank robbery sequence is so, so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, when that guy gets on that zipline over the edge of that building, and I don't know when I saw that in IMAX, that's where it opened up on the IMAX screen. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Like, it was so good. That's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. He does have that, that way about him. And Dunkirk was no exception. Yeah. And it was so quiet when it started. Deadly. oh man yeah but it was so quiet and then all of a sudden then the gunfire and then it was just you know non-stop yeah for an and it was short too which is another thing i thought i thought was interesting for a nolan film didn't feel it no is his longest interstellar yes his interstellar is no interstellar interstellar is a full hour longer than dunkirk was what yeah it's two hours and 49 minutes long Oh my god. I know this because I teach it, and so I have to pay attention to time so I know when to stop it so that I can, like, stop it at the end of a scene instead of, like, yeah. Just randomly? Yeah. 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 So it's a full, yeah, it's only, it was only an hour and 47 minutes with credits. So, like, film time, probably an hour 40, 41, something like that. And it was just, it was relentless. It just didn't let you go. No. It was so good. It was, yeah. It was, it's one of, I would say, probably one of the best war movies that I've seen. Ever. I agree. Here's my concern about it, though. I think for next year's Oscars, it'll get a lot of technical yeah. awards, but nothing else. It's going to be like the Mad Max. Yeah. It's which... going to be exactly like Mad the Max. Mad Max was so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Tom Hardy was in a mask there, too. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but, like, yeah, that really bothered me with Mad Max because that movie was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if and my argument was that if a film can win all of the technical awards or most of them, and those are the components that make up a film, yeah, how the fuck does that, that same movie not win the best picture? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because if you haven't seen Mad Max, I can't spoil it for you because there's not really any spoilers. If you haven't seen like The Fury Road, it's so good. Mm-hmm. I, we saw it twice: once in 3D and once not in 3D. And the 3D was a lot. Yeah, I think I saw it in 3D too, and I was just like... And then the not 3D was a little bit easier to take. It was yeah. just a little bit less, like, holy shit. But, like, it, then there was that one moment in the middle of it where they were in the salt flats, and it kind of calmed down for... And it gets dark, two yeah. Two and a half minutes, and then it was just... It picks right up. Oh, man, it was nuts. I nuts. remember thinking afterwards when I saw it, I was just like, okay, so she escapes... She takes the girls out. She finds, like, the remaining women and, like, the oasis doesn't exist. Yeah. And then just, like, 
well, I guess we're going back. Yeah. And, <laughs> just, just back. and they flip a U and go. And it's just like, oh, man. And I was just like, oh, this is oh, like compelling. Because that. that's essentially what yeah. they do. And yet the yeah. whole time you are transfixed to the screen. Yeah. I can't wait to, for the next one. I'm are really they doing the next one? Yeah, they're making another one. Oh, wow. With Charlize? Wait. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And? And Tom Hardy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Apparently he was a real dick during production. Really? I hadn't heard that. Like, didn't talk to anyone. Didn't oh. talk to Charlize. Oh. Maybe that was part of his method? I don't know. I think he can be like that. Yeah. But then you see him with puppies and you're like, how is that possible? I know. I don't know. I really didn't like him on Peaky Blinders. I still haven't watched it. I'll get there. Third season now is on Netflix. I know, but I just discovered that Archer Season 8 was on Netflix, so that's clearly my priority. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really into that. So, while we were on our travels, um, we, I don't know if you know this, but the guy that voices Archer also voices Bob and Bob's yeah. Burgers. Okay. John H. Benjamin. So, great. And he's got a great H. voice. John H. Benjamin. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. He's got a great voice. We weren't really paying a lot of attention, so on our way back on our trip, we'd, like, driven through, like, Montreal and Sudbury, and then we went down to Green Bay, and mm-hmm. then Duluth, Minnesota, and then... Winnipeg and Regina. So while we were down in the States, we were watching Cartoon Network in our hotel both nights, and Bob's Burgers was on. And we weren't really paying attention to what was on screen, but just listening. And it's so disorienting having that voice, because he's got a very distinct voice, um, voicing this, like, dad that owns a burger place versus, like, Archer. Yeah. But there were things that Bob was saying that sounded exactly like things that Archer would say. That's super funny. But to his children, like, it was just, it was very, very, very discombobulating. (laughs) Um, but I watched the first couple episodes of Archer Season 8 last night, and then I fell asleep. Nice. So I'll probably watch the rest of them today, because there's only 11 more. Yeah, it's nice when it's a short season like that. Yeah. I do appreciate that. Me too. And, like, half-hour episodes yeah. are good, too, because I can burn through them in no time. Oh, that's a great thing about, like, something like Peaky Blinders, where it's six episodes a season. Yeah. They're a little bit long. They're, like, 52 to 59 minutes. But then, from that, you, like, transition into show, like, The West Wing, and it's, like, a solid 41 minutes. And you're like, damn, I can crush, like, yeah. 15 yeah. of these today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what has Netflix done to us? Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, we'll... So, yeah, Dunkirk's go see it. great. Or see it. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about it, too, actually, in terms of the Oscars after I'd seen it. And I was like, yeah, this should be talked about, at least. If nothing else for, like, technical. Because, yeah, technically, it's brilliant. I don't think it's it'll win screenplay, though. Just because of the lack of dialogue. And that's fine. I mean, it's not a great not a great script. No. And it didn't have to be. And I think that was maybe the thing that I liked the most about it is you didn't need all that dialogue to like tell yeah. that story. Um Yeah. So we have uh, a thematic thing that we're gonna talk about. Um yeah. it's that shitty article on feminism. Yeah, I've got it up here. So it was titled Commentary. So this is essentially an op ed, so keep that in mind. Uh, asking for her father's blessing before proposing is respectful, not sexist. Thoughts? <laughs> well. Where would you like to begin? Where would I like to begin? Um, it's 2017. That's where I'd like to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of feel like, I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody and you think you want to marry them, I feel like you've gotten to a point where their family has ultimately vetted you. Yes. And... That if you're still with this person and you feel like you want to marry them, that whether or not their father gives you their blessing, um, that should really have no bearing on it, to be Mm -hmm. perfectly honest. 
Um, I think it doesn't matter what the parents think at all. I don't think it. Like, yeah, I, I think if, once you're you're at a point where like who cares, you know. Like I mean, yeah. and and yeah. I think it's fair. Like I think parents will could object to a relationship that a person is in because like mm, we have a bad feeling about him, and this is why. But also, you can't prevent someone from no, no doing anything really. No, and and especially I, not marrying someone. But back to like the 2017 point, and this is yes. maybe the the thing. It's 2017. We don't do fucking dowries anymore, and like mm-hmm. you know, and in some cultures, sure. And I'm not saying like there's other traditions, but I'm I'm not talking about. Um, a culture that that does deals in like arranged marriages or things like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, mm-hmm. like if I were, if someone were to ask my father if he would give his blessing to a proposal, um, there'd be a lot of things that we'd have to have a conversation about first. I'm sure if that were to happen. But I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, um, I'm pretty sure my dad would be like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a thing that he would expect. Um, he's also told me that if I ever do get married, he'd like it if I eloped. So that might tell you sort of what, how my dad feels about that. Yeah. But personally for me, I think I'd be pretty offended that this person thought that they should ask my dad if it was okay yeah. to ask me to marry them. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad hasn't given me permission to do anything in, how old am I, 34? 16 years since I was, you know, a child. Yeah. And why would he have to start now? Agreed. So, that's my, how I feel my... There's a lot of problems with the op-ed that he writes. And um, I'm interested what you think of these two paragraphs back to back. Okay. My father-in-law's blessing was meaningful but also symbolic. It was my wife's affirmation that really counted and all three of us knew that. Filipovich, the commenter from the Cosmopolitan article that he's griping on right now, treats the pursuit of paternal patronage as a theft of a woman's agency, which is nonsensical. So he says that his, it's symbolic, but that his wife's affirmation was the important one. Yes. But then he goes on to say that that's ridiculous for people because the symbol that. itself is yeah. a part of that right patriarchy. So he's saying yes, it's important. Yeah. And yes, it's a symbolic, but it's like an equal sign with a cross through it. Yeah. <laughs> about what that symbolism means. Yeah. It's bizarre. So, oh, I really hope his daughter just elopes and comes back with, like, three kids. Or maybe just doesn't get married. Or doesn't get married. Or says, Dad, you can't give me away at my wedding. Because that's, like, so this is sort of the thing, right? You ask, and I've often felt this way, um, by asking for the father's blessing, Mm -hmm. what about the mother? What about... Yes. what, What about someone who was raised by their grandparents? What about someone who doesn't have a father to ask for a blessing from. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're thinking about marrying this woman, have you discussed it with a woman? <laughs> yeah, I've... Okay. Uh, did you ask if asking her father was important to her? Because that's what it should be about. I've often... Yes, I've often felt like um, I can't even believe I'm going to go here. So, like, in the notebook, when What's-His-Face, not Ryan Gosling, the other guy. Oh, my God, it's James Marsden. Yes, but whatever his character's name. I don't know. What, yeah, when he... Greg. <laughs> I feel like it's not. But anyway, when he <laughs> asks Ali's father, right, because he does, I don't know if they show it on screen, but he talks about having done it, and then he tells her before he proposes that he's, yeah. you know, asked her father. And, of course, because he's got money and this and this, everyone's all happy. 
Um, but like everybody knows that she's in love with Noah. Like every, her mother knows her father. Everybody knows that she's in love with Noah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his not doesn't know yet because he doesn't know about Noah. But he learns fairly quickly that things are going. After south. she runs away. Spoilers, by the way. I don't know. The movie's like fourteen years <laughs> For old. For the notebook. Who cares? Spoilers. You're gonna cry. Spoilers. Ryan Gosling looks great in a beard. Like, oh, spoilers indeed. Beard, wet shirt, so good. But <laughs> I can get back on track. I've often thought. That scene has always bugged me, like that whole that relationship with her and her and her family, because mm-hmm. to them it didn't matter that they were that her and Noah were in love. It was that there was this other guy who had money and who could provide better for her. And I was like, but what difference does it well, make? Well, and it's that idea of provide, right? Yeah. Does provide solely mean wealth, or does provide mean partnership and affection? And well, in that time context, it's yeah wealth. But it's but still now, like bothersome and problematic. It's, so what about you when you got married? Um, it was a bit of a shit show, to be honest. Sorry, Chris. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, for a long time, I didn't think that my now husband wanted to get married at all. This could get very personal. But we come from two divorced families, and that really sucked. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you see, you go through that as a child, and you see when relationships fail and the impact that that has. And even though, like, a marriage is, you know, a a certain legal thing that someone gets into with another. All breakups suck, right? But Mm -hmm. a marriage and a divorce just makes things so much harder. So I, for, he sold me. We were together for eight years before we got engaged and I had no idea it was going to happen at all. Um, And he chose to do something very um, interesting when he proposed to me is that he, we on when we were in grade 12 because we've been together so long uh we went on a family trip what i went joined his family and some family friends to hawaii and then when we were uh eight years later um as a sort of gift to me because he won a whole bunch of shit show of scholarships and we had so much money left over we went on another trip to hawaii and that's where he chose to propose it's like we're coming back eight years later look look how far we've come yada 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 but my dad drove us to the airport to go to Hawaii, and um, Chris had his jacket on in the car, and then once we got to the airport, we got out and got our luggage, and we, like, walked away, and he's like, oh, shit, I want to leave my jacket with your dad in the car, and he runs back. It's adorable. And he was just like, just why I'm going to ask Kelly to marry me. It was like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. And then... I was inside, so I didn't know. And then when we get through security and we're waiting for a plane, my Chris gets, like, a text from my dad, which is, like, bizarre. Yeah. Like, that would never, that still would never happen now. Yeah. And I couldn't read what it said, but I was just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why would my dad be texting you? Why isn't he texting <laughs> me? Like, did I leave something in the car? Like, what? Um... So I kind of knew that something was weird. And there was just a few, like, other weird things that I knew, like, something big was going to come. But in terms of asking for permission, no. There was a little bit of a conflict afterwards where a certain family member expected that they were to be asked for permission. And this certain family member isn't in my life anymore. So. Um, that was more of a conflict with like me and like they don't know me and they don't know what I want mm-hmm. and that's not who I am that's who they are and that's what makes me think that this whole process is more about males than it is about females yeah I would agree and that super bugs me 
Um, and also, like, I think that the asking, you know, for permission or whatever, I think that that's sort of part of a larger body of tradition that, like, at this point is kind of outdated. Yeah. Like, in terms of, um, you know, women still, in some by some people, being expected to, like, take their husband's name. And, yeah. and be, you know, walked down the aisle and given away. Mm-hmm. Like, property. Yeah, I didn't do that. I walked myself down the aisle. Um, and I've often felt... And you didn't change your name, either. Fuck no. <laughs> First of all, it's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Like, and second uh, of all, your last name's better. the time? Is it? <laughs> well, think so? I think so, yeah. Ugh, nobody ever pronounces it right. Really? It sucks. Oh, I mean, And, like, for alphabetical things, I'm always at, like, the goddamn end... Yeah, but it's also short. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If anything... I'm glad you didn't hyphenate, at least. Because that would have been... There was talk of that. that was, that's a lot. It is a lot. And it would have been, like... Because I have also two middle names. Oh, okay. So, like, Kelsey, two middle names, Steyer hyphen blank, which is, like, ten letters. It's like, God, that's a long fucking name. Yeah. Yes. And you're, like, four feet tall. So you were not big enough for that kind of a name. <laughs> How dare you? I am... Is it Dill that says that? I'm big oh, enough for my name? Yeah, something like that, yeah. See? Me and Dill, we just... <laughs> the same. We've got the some same. connections. First of all, how dare you? Second of all... How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, that article really bothered me. Because um, I sort of... I sort of read it as, like, you know, a man has opinion and asks a woman for clarification and then tells her she's wrong. Yeah. And those two paragraphs that you read kind of highlight that. Like, I mean, ultimately... Because they're so contradictory. Yeah. And how can you, like, want to understand an issue and then ignore it and say my preconceived notions are unchanged? Yeah. It's just super bothersome to me. It is. And and I think it's troubling just because, again, like I said, it's 2017. Like, at some point, you know... Well, yeah, and the the notion that... Well, there's just a lot of notions about, like, marriage and relationships that I feel. If, if you want to abide... This is the thing about feminism, right? Like, everyone can embrace their own choices about, mm-hmm. you know, womanhood and, and, and gender and what they do with that and how they express it. And they are free to choose what they want with their life. And that's what I love about it. And so if you want to you know abide by this practice that's Mm -hmm. fine yeah but you can't tell people that they should or shouldn't yeah and doing so in some way devalues or provides judgment on how they've gone about their life Mm -hmm. you know like that's it's really frustrating Mm -hmm. and to ignore that that's fundamentally rooted in patriarchal practices is that's a level of ignorance that's astounding, truly. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember um, a few years ago, I was in Paris with a friend of mine, and we were in the Eiffel Tower, and it was in the evening, and someone had just gotten engaged, like, at the top of the Eiffel yeah. Tower. Super cool. Right, and they had the champagne, like, they had, like, $40 glasses of champagne. Like, it was ludicrous. Um, and my friend said to me, she was like, oh, my God, that's so romantic. She said, can you imagine if someone, you know, proposed to you at the top of the Eiffel Tower? And I was like, if somebody proposed to me at the top of the Eiffel you Tower, I would push them off. And I was like, that's not... If they did, but if they did the that worst. with me, like they would, didn't know me well enough to, yes. right? And when my husband proposed, it was like on the beach in the dark because, like, I hate being the center. Of, like, a wedding for me was a nightmare because I like hate being the center of attention ever. <laughs> like, teaching is enough because, like, there's a purpose to mm-hmm. it. But oh yeah, that 
was brutal. And if you want to, if you've seen the 2014 movie Godzilla, our engagement location is where the dog that's going to get crushed by the wave from Godzilla in Hawaii <laughs> runs away. That's where we got engaged. <laughs> so you can imagine our, like, we, like, clutched each other in the theater. We were like, ah! <laughs> that's where it is. We were there. That's funny. Yeah, it was bizarre. And as you pointed out to me last night, now you don't even wear your engagement ring anymore. No. Oh, God. Why would you? It's really expensive. Mm -hmm. I've got my rubber one on today. Mm -hmm. He never wears his wedding ring. We wear the rubber ones all the time. Yeah. It's just, it's it's all, like, the the older I get, it's just like, all those things are so silly. Mm -hmm. They're just for other people. Mm -hmm. They're not really for you. So, yeah, make your own choices. Do what's important to you, but... Try not to tell other people what should be important to them. Yeah. Ultimately. And, yeah, just that, just that idea of men telling women what's <laughs> patriarchy and what's not. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It's like where people have been like, yeah, it's not racist. It's always racist. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Rule of law, it's always racist. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. 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 So that was, that was that. That was the thing that happened on the internet this weekend. It was just, it was annoying. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. And it's just one more, it's like one more, like, middle-aged white dude who has a platform. I know. We need less platforms. <laughs> just, <laughs> just less platforms. Or smaller ones or something. Well, I, Platforms with trapdoors. Ooh, I like that. I know who would go through first. <gasps> you know. Oh, David Staples. Yeah. Damn paperclip. I haven't, I uh, haven't really uh, been keeping up on. See, I'm free of that now. I know. I think Dan, pa- I think Dan paperclip went on holidays though. I read a tweet. Oh, and they really? got stuck to some travel documents, and so we're back. Mm. In purgatory. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. When I was gone, it was just hard work, and I didn't care enough. So. Yeah. Who? Meh. Doesn't matter. Ugh, none of this matters. I feel like I'm you now. Like, I've gone so, like, yeah. <laughs> existentially cynical. It's true. It's good. I like I like this heel turn. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing really does matter, though. You're just, you are truly the Dave Lozo of this podcast. I'm just a meat sausage. <laughs> Walking through life. Making mistakes. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Trying not to hurt people. What do you like this week? I don't know. I put some things down, but I watched start to finish The Night Manager, uh, which is a really cool series. It's on Amazon Prime, um, and it's Tom Hiddleston. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Seems Hugh a little Laurie. not watching. Oh, you don't like Tom? I don't really like him, but he was like quite good in this. Okay. Um, and what's her name from Broadchurch? I don't know, but I know who you mean. Yeah. Um, so essentially, Tom is a night manager of a hotel in Cairo. And he gets recruited by essentially like the British intelligence community to go undercover and infiltrate Hugh Laurie's arms dealer. Okay. It was only six episodes, I think. It was quite good. I was very impressed. Interesting. And it's a John Le Care okay. novel. Okay, okay. So like it's very suspenseful and they always ended each episode on a goddamn cliffhanger. And I was like, how dare you? Yeah, but you what, did you watch it like back to back? So I did. Okay. It was that day when I was waiting there all day for that stupid delivery. Right. When I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. So yeah, I just had six hours or eight hours to kill. So I watched it. So that was really uh, enjoyable. I also just started watching today Timeline or Timelines. Okay. It's on Netflix. It was like a new show on NBC this fall. Oh, okay. 
and they did one season and then canceled it and then uncanceled it, so they're doing a second season. But it's quite fun. Okay. It's like a time machine is stolen by a terrorist, and he's uh, going back and changing it. Right. I've heard, yeah, okay. So he, the first episode... Is that the one with What's-His-Face from ER in it? Yes, Yeah, Gordon. okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yes, he's a terrorist. Of course he is. Bro. I still... <laughs> I still have trouble. I love... I love the movie Practical Magic, mm-hmm. but he is so fucking scary in that film. It still bothers me. Like, even when he showed up in the show, I was like, oh, I hate that when, you're, when you come back to life in Practical Magic. It bothers oh, that's me. that's funny. Um, but it was very cool. In the first episode, this team of a historian, a soldier, and like a coder slash pilot of the time machine go back, and he goes back the day of the Hindenburg crash. Okay. And they think he's going to like... Where they don't know what he's gonna do, so they're trying to like find him, and he prevents it from crashing one day to try to force it to crash the next day. Oh, okay. Because the next day it was supposed to take a whole bunch of military and political leaders from New York to Europe for the coronation of um, King George, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. And so he was like trying to kill all those. Oh, okay. In Russia. Um, so it's really cool, and I started just watching the first ten minutes of the second one, and it's about the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, interesting. So it's really neat, and it's like fun, like pulpy, mm-hmm. kind of like lighthearted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the one, the great guy, the coder pilot, is an African American man, and he's like being told that he's like gonna go back in time, and he's like, "Are you kidding me? There's no time." in history that's awesome for me <laughs> like you're just gonna what why would you do this to me of all people here send the other girl like he has a freak out that's funny oh yeah and there's like especially when they go back to um 1937 they get arrested and he's put in jail and they're like make a make a disturbance so we can like break out of jail or whatever and he's like Oh, you! I can't wait till you cops know about Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. And he's just like he goes on this big whole rant. Oh, it was great. That's funny. Yeah, it's kind of fun and pulpy. Good. I like it. That's good. You say this whole timelines? I think it's timelines. Okay. Timeline. It's it it's up. brand new on Netflix. Yeah, I, well, I remember seeing ads for it like last year. Yeah. During when it was on. And it's got this girl who is in suits in it, and I really like her. That's pretty good. Cool. Mm-hmm. I will maybe check it out. Mm-hmm. But really, like I said, I'm just going to watch Archer and then probably rewatch more of The Office because, like, I just... I know. Isn't that the worst? I know. You get so many recommendations from people. Like, how many times yeah. have you told me to watch Pitch? It's ten pitch. episodes. Oh, my God. Just yeah. do it. You could watch six episodes of The Night Manager and you'd be done. <laughs> yeah, but then I'd have to watch six episodes of the TV show with Tom Hiddleston in it. I don't hate him like I hate Benedict Cumberbatch, but I just really don't like his face. It's, it's I don't very either, punchable. but he gets, he gets very good in it. I also saw an ad for a TV show, I can't remember what it's called, that Adam Scott is in this coming season. Oh, like Ghost Hunter or whatever? And he looks like an absolute douchebag in it, and it just furthers my theory <laughs> that Adam Scott is the worst human being on the planet. I love your hate with Adam. <laughs> it's great. Because it's- I, like, I, 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 I watched it, and the first like half of the ad, he seemed like a normal, and then I, he did something that was really dickish, and I was just like, uh-huh, I told you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> if you had, if you like met Adam in real life, would you be like weird to him? Yeah, I'd be like, why are you such a dick in everything you play? That, that uh, yeah. But it's I'd just, be, I'd be like, why are you? who he is as a real person. Uh, I feel like no. he chooses roles based on what he's no. good at. And he's very good at playing a dick, so it stands to reason he's an asshole. I don't think so. 
Just saying. Sam watched Park and Rec. Parks and Rec. He's no, because I want to punch him in the face. No, he's a sweetheart on that show. I don't care. He's so, like, innocent and pure. I don't care. Ugh. I think it's just a long con. I think we're going to find out someday that he was trying to, like, manipulate something from the inside the whole time. What? The I don't know. Stock market? Like, Maybe. what do you even mean? Rig an election? I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, no, I just, if I ever met him, I would be like, how come your characters are such assholes? That would be the question that I would ask. Because mm-hmm. they pretty much all are. You can't even deny it. They're pretty much the, all. Well, I just told you. I'm just saying. Well, what are you garbage <laughs> for other than Cape Breton? I just want to go back to Cape Breton. Because <laughs> guess it isn't like this. There's yelling in our in our schedule. It's just not new information. No, it's not new information. But like, it's just I've been so while I was there, I was working on this writing piece, and then the day after we recorded, mm-hmm. um, Riva and our friend Shauna they wanted to go to the beach, and that's totally not my jam. Big shock. And so I dropped them off, and I was like, I'll come pick you up later. And so I did. I drove around, did a little exploring, and took some pictures and stuff. And then I went and found a coffee shop and uh, sat and wrote for, like, a couple hours. And it just had this thing, and it's been, like, gnawing at me for two weeks. Mm. And I need to need to get it out, but I can't quite yet. Because you're not in the place? No, it, I, I have enough that I can work with. I just need to do it. I just, I got other things going on in my brain that are preventing me from, like, focusing on that. Like, I don't know, being back at work yeah. is sort of a time suck. And sitting in a car was kind of a bit of a time suck, because I can't really write no. <laughs> while I'm in a car. I can read, but I can't write. Um, I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm garbage for. I listen to a lot of Celine Dion lately. Oh, I, I was just at lunch with Malcolm, and he called Celine Dion. What did he call her? Like, he said something about, like, a cheap Mrs. Pinky. How? I was like... Dare you, Malcolm. What? Don't ever listen to this podcast again. You are not welcome here. Um, <laughs> we had a fight about it. She's so incredible. I downloaded, she's like, the greatest. this Greatest Hits album of hers, and we listened to it one of the days, like, when we were in Moncton, because it was... And you just, like, cried No, well, we time? just sang along, because, like, her stuff uh, is so good. I know. She's so good. She does a cover of Alone by Heart that is, like, leaps and bounds better than the original. Yeah. Her voice is phenomenal. If I could sing like that, my life would be complete. Oh, I know. She's so, so great. One, that's so funny that you say that, because on Monday, doing nothing, I watched, like, three 20-minute YouTube videos about, like, the octaves that her voice goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, snippets of live performance, and, like, mm-hmm. every octave, like, there's a little visual, but, mm-hmm. like... When the notes change. It's cr- her range is bonkers. Yeah, she's crazy. She's crazy. She's the greatest. Um, speaking of, th- I got tickets to see Hamilton. I know, I hate I'm you. sorry, in in, in New York in you. May. So that's exciting. That's very exciting. Because our choir's going and we're singing at Carnegie Hall. And so... I can't believe you got ticks, man. I'm also going to see Hamilton. Yeah. I feel a little bad because some of the ladies that are in choir with us, we kind of, we like them more, you know... And I so there was like a Ticketmaster presale, and I got the email saying I wasn't going to get a presale code, and I was like, okay, no big deal. But then while Reva was driving, I had my phone, and I got this text, and I was like, I got a code for Hamilton tickets. I was like, let's do it. And I didn't have time to like wait to hear back. Yeah. I'm sure if I had bought enough tickets for all of the people that we like, I could have sold them. But the two tickets were five hundred and fifty dollars, so that would have been like mm, twenty. $200 or whatever on my credit card. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not really willing to do that, so no. Agreed. But yeah, so we're gonna go see Hamilton. I'm very, very excited. Ah, uh, 
It's gonna be so good. I'm gonna be really heartbroken if the same night that we have Hamilton tickets is also the last night of a Yankees series and then they go on the road. I'm gonna be really upset because their schedule's not out yet. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna be real upset about that. Why would their schedule for next year be out? Oh, because baseball is baseball. Oh. Is yeah. it usually out during the previous season? Uh, sometimes near the end, though. But yeah, anyway. So I bought tickets and got out for the best. We still have to do our 100% Hamilton episode. We should. It's not like we couldn't. No, we 100% could. At some point, we should also do one where we, like, just speak in lines from the show. Like, throw them in. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we could probably, we could probably just get... Just for us? Just for us and see just if people pick us. up on it. Like, the two people that listen to this who have also listened to Hamilton. Who? Reva. Right. She's not caught up. She's on, like, episode nine. Um, and, oh, it was, uh, like, of Hamilton? No, of us. <laughs> She no, you meant, like, up. song nine. And I was like, <laughs> you were driving a long time. You could have listened to it about 30 times. <laughs> we did drive a long time. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone else who's listened to it. Amanda, probably. Has she? Amanda, she have you seen Hamilton? I don't think she has. Doesn't Maybe she has. If it was with the original cast. Amanda. You are dead to us. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I don't know if I have anything that I'm garbage for. It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Like, coming back from holidays last week, Saturday, yeah. and then going back to work on Monday has been a little insane. That's totally I would not, insane. I would not recommend that. And I, I'm sure that people do it all the time. Um, people with normal jobs do it all the time. But, like, our job is unique in that, like, it starts brand new, fresh every September. Yeah. And so, like, you can do as much prep work as you want over the summer or beforehand or whatever, but, like, you can't, you can't really be prepped. No. And so, like... I did as much work as I could over the, like, before the summer started while I was doing exam week and because I knew I was coming back, like, right before school started. And those first two days, I was just like, well, I don't know what's happening. What is going on? It was crazy. I know. It's such a shit show. Yeah. Whereas, like, if, if I had an office job or something where I, like, gone for two weeks or gone for a month, yeah. you leave and someone else kind of picks up your slack and then you come back and take it over again. Yeah. Whereas this, it's just a different kind of prep work, right? Yeah. Um, it's starting from scratch all the time. Yeah. And so that's made this last week a little bit challenging. Um, but it's okay. Three days down. Three days down. You're so much more optimistic. Like, your energy is... is <laughs> blowing my mind and really throwing me off how really? like high energy you are really yeah considering i was still in bed like two hours ago watching the baseball yeah game? well and the fact like you were you got home and then you went to work mm-hmm. like i was only gone from home approximately two and a half weeks and i feel like i wasn't home at all i yeah like it's i got so home weird. saturday night about seven i went over to my mom and dad's after we unpacked the car and stuff and Dropped off a couple things. Uh, came home, went to bed, got up at like five thirty the next morning, just because I woke up and had a massage on the Sunday at ten o'clock. And I did that on idea. purpose so that I wouldn't sleep until two. We got some groceries, did some laundry, didn't unpack as you can see by the things that are still strewn around my living room. Like um, this totally one hundred percent real plant. <laughs> like this totally one hundred percent real plant that my mom left me. Yes, um, and then I went to work on Monday morning. But because we'd been, like, getting up and driving and whatever, we'd been getting up kind of early. So getting up for Monday morning was actually not that difficult. Yeah. I'd been kind of used to it. It was a real hard thing for me to do. I'm pretty sure I'm going to crash in about two weeks. Yeah. That, that'll be what happens. For sure. Yeah. It'll be great. Not great. It's going to be awful. <laughs> Should we get to question? Yeah. Um, you have some? I, I have... have a shit ton from Larissa. Do you want to address those first? Sure. Okay. 
Uh, she sent these to me on August 15th, so it's been a while. Yeah, and this was after we had recorded yeah. our last one. She just missed our cutoff. So she said, number one, if you had to get a tattoo, what would it be and where? Ugh, I don't know. I know, I hate tattoos. I had an idea for a long time, and then Harry Potter ruined it, so that's the end of that. Lightning door? No, it Owl? kind of like the Deathly Hallows thing, but it was different, and then it ruined everything. Mm. And I was like, oh, and then that's maybe why I hate Harry Potter more than anything. Because now I can't. I could never do it, because... People would assume. People would assume. Oh, they would no! be wrong. Oh, no, Megan! They would be wrong. <laughs> because Harry Potter is garbage. <laughs> maybe I should give the Deathly Hallows symbol in a garbage can. On your butt. That's just no, mean. I wouldn't do that. That's just mean spirited. I don't know. It's, to be perfectly honest, I don't know if I like anything enough to get it tattooed on me. That's, That's exactly what I think. Like, I don't love my husband enough. I don't love our wedding day enough or our anniversary like, enough. I've seen people to have it on my body with like JJ Watt's face tattooed on their calves and like yeah. that's commitment. And I know there are people who get like they lose bets and they'll get a tattoo. You know, fine. Why even make that? Why have anything about your body be contingent on, a on anyone else <laughs> ever? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I love anything enough to get. I could have went a whole. Yeah. Holding it in. Holding it in. Sorry. I, I don't know if I know if I like anything enough to get anything tattooed on my body. Yeah, me neither. But if I absolutely had to, I know my sister really wants a sister tattoo. Yeah. So I would do that for her. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just no, I don't know. There's nothing nothing that I like. Sorry, Larissa. Number two. You have the ability to bring back one extinct animal. What is it? An extinct animal? The dodo bird. I'm 100% on board for mammoths. I was just going to say, or the woolly mammoth, yeah. They're amazing creatures. They're pretty cool. And imagine them, like, in the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Strolling around. Or, like, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Just, just turn it loose. <laughs> Guys, we've had a good run. Let's fuck this shit just up. Just drop it down <laughs> right outside the White House. In D.C., see what happens. Yeah. Uh, a battle between a lion and a tiger. Who wins and why? The lioness um, and the tigress. Next question. Would you... Yeah, yeah well, I was going to say probably, yeah. 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 The females. Yeah. Um, would you rather be forgotten or hatefully remembered? Very apt relating to our Twitter conversation earlier. Okay, so Reva and I had this conversation sort of when we were um, driving, and I said that when I died, I wanted to be turned into a tree. Like, I want uh, to Oh, okay. yes, me too. For okay. lots of reasons, right? I'm probably not going to get married, and I'm not going to have any kids, and so, like, at some point, there's going to be nobody. And you I, want a legacy of some sort. Well, I want to, but there's also no point having a headstone, because, like, who's going to come and visit it, right? But gotcha. you know what I mean, right? Gotcha, and so gotcha. there's a tree, whatever, okay. But I was also like, but then when they cut the tree down, then I can go back and haunt all the people that I hate. So we were having wait, we were wait, having this conversation. Why do you only become a ghost when the tree is cut down? Because I'm are li- you a I'm, tree ghost? No, I'm living inside the tree. My spirit would be inside the tree, <laughs> right? My soul is inside the tree. But then when they cut Isn't the tree a down, ghost rule? it's my rule, okay? <laughs> okay? But I was just sort of thinking about this. So then, then my my, my soul is like inside the tree. And then when they cut it down, for you know, to build a fucking condo or whatever, then I can go and haunt people. I still love the idea of you haunting people, but as like this little elm tree, <laughs> just like as like Groot, like a little into a bedroom, <laughs> and there's little ghost leaves that drop behind. Oh, that's great! Um, oh, squirrel like, jumps out. Forgotten or hatefully remembered? I 
I know people who would want to be hatefully remembered because at least it would mean that people would, had remembered them. Yeah. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think so. Would you rather have to wear earmuffs forever or a nose plug? <laughs> forever earmuffs, obviously. What? Do you know? Have you ever worn a nose plug for any length yeah. of time? They hurt. That's literally but the only reason. You can't hear. Earmuffs, they're not like earplugs. They're just ear, they're just fucking foam on your ears. You can hear things. Nose plugs hurt. And I don't I like to breathe through my nose. And that but would be also, real I really problematic. Hate to like you know when you like someone walks by you and you're like, Oh, I wish I didn't smell that cigarette right now. Yeah, but all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Try you're teaching. Teaching with a nose plug. There you go. Oh, I'd quit life and just become a hermit. <laughs> Either option. I'm going to go outside. Turn yourself into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you had to go to a trade school, what would you pick to go into? Carpentry. Okay. Um, I really like the smell of a wood shop, like a lot. I'm not, like, spatially good at anything from that. Like, angles and... I couldn't do that. God, trades. I think what I'd like to be better at is hair. Yeah. So I could do hair school. What about cooking? Um, yes and no. Just because, like, you'd have to make, like, meat. Right. That's true. That's, like, problematic. Um, who is your guilty pleasure pleasure musician slash band? Celine Dion, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Clearly. But I disagree with the it's idea of guilty, guilty pleasure. No. Because none of your pleasures should be guilty, no. you're saying. You gotta embrace everything. That's what we are in the Garbage Fire pod. We are. We are embracing... See, no, I don't... Yeah, I but don't I'm, know. like, wildly into One Direction and boy bands. <laughs> it's embarrassing, actually, how much she is. Um, yeah. Pat Benatar, maybe? Oh. Really like Pat Benatar. Okay. Like, a lot. Um... Yeah, there you go. I'm and also, like, it's not a guilty too. pleasure, but, like, Taylor Swift, man. I just, I don't care what people say. I'm not wild into Taylor. I never have I been. quite like her a lot. I just don't care if people don't like her. Yeah, I'm just super into, like, musicals. Like, I've got, like, Book of Mormon, Into the Woods, Les Mis, Hamilton on here. I'd love to see more musicals. We listened to, while we were traveling around, we listened to Hamilton, we listened to Les Mis, we listened to Phantom, and we listened, I think, to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and just sang along to all, all of, of it? them. Oh, so it was a great two days in the car. It's the greatest, man. Yeah. Love it. Okay, that's the end of her questions. That's the end of her questions. Yeah. Okay. that's Those are good questions. They were very good questions. Okay, um, from Tom. This is maybe my favorite one. <gasps> FMK. Chris Pine in Star Trek, Chris Pine in Wonder Woman, and Chris Pine in Into the Woods. And then he says, his reply was, I'm assuming Into the Woods Chris Pine is getting murdered. Immediately. (laughs) Of course. Immediately. So I'm going to, well, okay, we'll do this and I'm going to change it up with with the Chris Pines. Okay. I have my, I know my three. Mary Wonder Woman, Chris Pine. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then yeah. James Bone T. Kirk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bone yeah. Kirk, and then... Cause Kirk, I have a feeling Kirk isn't very good in bed. I think he's probably pretty good in bed. You think so? Mm-hmm. But, like, once or twice. And then, I, you know what I mean? Because you're like, now no, all the Yeah, I think he's got, he's got, like, he's got his repertoire, and that's it. Because <laughs> okay. he, doesn't, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who'd be willing to learn. But... <laughs> But Wonder Woman, <laughs> like if Chris you Pine. look at if you look at his character, yes. it takes him a I, long I time exactly to learn those lessons. I'm picking it up. 
I pick it up what you put it down. But Chris Pine and Wonder Woman just devoted to her. Oh, so so I ordered the DVD yesterday of Wonder Woman. I love it. Yeah. So that would be it. So because Into the Woods, Chris Pine is obviously going to be murdered. Yeah. Like he was funny. However, so great. If you put in Chris Pine from Hell or High Water, that was what I was going to say. Okay, Ooh. then we're having a different conversation. I th- oh my god! Because I'd swap Kirk and him then. Yes. Yeah. Then you have to kill Kirk. Yeah. But you still marry Steve Trevor. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course you do. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking the very same thing. And then I was like, okay, now what about Chris Pine from Take Out Kirk and put him in from Z for Zachariah? Because I know you haven't seen it, but I have. Oh. That was one of the Chris Pine movies that I saw. Oh. One that I was watching during uh, exams when I was doing nothing at oh, school. Right. And I was just like, that would be tough. That I would be know. tough for you? Yeah, I don't know if I could make that choice. There might be a double murder. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably still marry Steve Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> You're everything, Steve Trevor. He's so good. Except for your name is real bad. It's two first names. Yeah, it's true. That's okay. He's allowed to have two first names. I wouldn't he's, take Trevor as a last name. That's for damn he's sure. He's pretty perfect anyway, so. <laughs> this is from uh, Mike. Uh, he wants to know if we've been watching Ozark, and the answer is no, but I want to. No, I've heard kind of mixed things about it. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of Jason Bateman in a drama. Because mm-hmm. it is a drama. Mm-hmm. I've, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list, and I will get to it when I get done with rewatching The Office again. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I've got so <laughs> many things to watch, but it's definitely on the list. Uh, also, what, also from Mike, what non-Garbage Fire podcast have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to How Did This Get Made. Me too. And Puck Soup Just had a new back. episode, and yeah. that was, I only listened to about half of it, but it was, it was good. Um, and I've been listening to lots of This American Life, just random episodes. Yeah. Because I like it quite a lot. I, I was into, uh... What's it called? Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I find him just a bit too much to handle um, for just a myriad of reasons. But Mm -hmm. I really like uh, Everything's Coming Up Simpsons, which is a Simpsons podcast by two female comedians. Oh, cool. And they actually interview, like, people who wrote the show. And who were on the show and, like, actors and actresses. And they had, um, what's her name from... Here we go. Here it begins. Um, Matilda. Yeah, General. Like, no, Matilda. Yeah. What? Huh? Huh? What are you talking about? That's not her name. The girl? Yeah. General. It's not General. No. no, it's not. No. no, it's the other girl. I know who she is. But her. Yeah. On it. And she was amazing. Yeah. And super funny because they, they watched the one, um, they talked about the one episode, Bart's Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Neat. Yeah. I showed, speaking of The Simpsons, I showed my grade 10s, 10s, 20s, 20s, um, uh, my, so, my social 20s, uh, episode, the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Canada for the first time, like, back in season 11 or 12 or whatever it was. For the pills? No, they went because Bart was, like, chasing, um, his girlfriends. Oh, Right? Yeah. Rainier von, von Wolfcastle's daughter yeah. or whatever. Anyway, they, like, did not get most of the Canadian jokes. And I was like, oh my god, you what? guys are so young. Yeah. Oh, that's bizarre. Yeah, it was annoying. Um, okay, from another one from Larissa. If you can't buy, couldn't buy any packaged food for a year, would you be able to survive? Yeah. Yeah. I would miss like ice cream and stuff, but sure. I don't really buy packaged food now. Yeah, it's not hard to do. I'd have to eat more vegetables probably. 
I eat a lot of vegetables. I don't like them. But yeah, that would be... I need to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you can't just eat bread. No. Um, I Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, Tom asked us a hockey question. Um, You're so not enthusiastic about it. No, it's, the question is, what prospects are you most looking forward to watching at the rookie tournament? And my answer is I honestly don't know because I legitimately haven't been paying attention. I found out like last week by accident somehow that the Oilers signed Brad Malone to a two-way contract in like early July. And I was like, oh... That's the thing that happened. I don't know what's going on. I literally have no idea. So I'm going to say Kyler Yamamoto because he's literally the only name I can come up with right now. Sure. There we go. Um, I'm going to say this question until the end because it's funny. Amanda says, should I make good banana bread or healthy banana bread? And my Always answer good. was good, healthy banana bread. I make one that's pretty good. It's like a little bit of sugar in it. I hate banana bread, but always make the good version yeah. of something. Like even as a vegetarian, like yeah. I hate like the... My husband's bad for this. I'll ask him to, like, pick up something at the store, and he'll bring me, like, the whole wheat version of something. Yeah. Did I ask for that? No. <laughs> I saw a picture today on Twitter of a grocery store in Houston that has been, like, looted out, except for, like, the, the vegan... No, like, the vegetarian <laughs> food, like, the vegetarian meat section and stuff, which I think is really funny. So yeah. the tofu is still in the grocery store. Everything else is gone. It's nasty. I don't like tofu. And I was like, that sounds about right where it should be. It should actually be in a garbage can, but, you know, there's that. So, Amanda, make the good stuff. But I did send her a recipe for stuff that's pretty good and, like, and reasonably healthy. healthy yeah. Um, we got a question here from some guy. He wants to know, why are camera lenses so expensive? Uh, because they are. But they're worth the money. Mm-hmm. So, spend the money. Spend the money. Um, Jess wants to know, a favorite memory of the summer. And I had a good laugh about this. And then I was like, nope, not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I laughed really hard. I don't know. I had a lot of really good memories this summer because it was a really good summer. Um, My highlight, probably finally making out of Toronto International. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that was such a shit show. Um, we had a really cool last day in Jamaica where um, we got to spend time with Chris's brother, who we really don't see because he works up north a lot. Okay. Uh, and his girlfriend. And at the resort, that was, like, the sort of, like, Benihana mm-hmm. restaurant that we went to. And it was, like, a shock because, like, I could eat something there. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really couldn't find at any of the other restaurants. Um, and then we got to, like, sit on sort of the top floor of the resort and just watch this thunderstorm that was about 20K out to the ocean. Cool. Just rage. That's awesome. It that's the kind of thunderstorm really I like that's not overhead. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it when they're overhead. And then when we were flying out of Jamaica over Miami, there was a huge thunderstorm. And it was dark. And we just got to watch, like, the clouds just light up with lightning for, like, 15 minutes. Cool. Out the window. Right over top of Miami. And you could, like, see the beach and, like, all the lights. It was really cool. That's neat. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, I would say that probably... Um, I want... So, one of the days that we were in Cape Breton, the day that we recorded, um, we uh, had driven the Cabot Trail, Mm -hmm. and we'd stopped at this restaurant uh, in a small town called Neal's Harbor for dinner, and it was a really good dinner, and I had scallops and um, rice, and it was good, and then they had, like, a seafood dinner, and it was was gross. Um, Not a fan of, like, food that looks like it looked when it was alive, so, like, the lobster. I get that. That's what I don't like about it. And I don't think it tastes all that good. But anyway, um, so they had their seafood dinner and I had my scallops and stuff. And then we drove a little bit down towards um, a place called Inganish. And we stopped at this, like, 
basically like a photo outlook called um, Leaky's Head, mm-hmm. and that's where I took my favorite photo of the month that we were gone. It was right there, and oh, it was cool. just very like it was good. It was very calm and quiet and very peaceful, and all the rocks on this beach were like kind of tinged with some red, and it was just like it was good, and it was a very like calming. Moment. And I wish I had found it earlier mm. and been able to spend some time there, but yeah, that's for sure. okay. Have to just go back, I guess. Just have to, go back. have to go back and hang out. Um, also, a question um, from Amanda: Who do you think the Bruins are going to trade David Pasternak to? I don't know. Some I have no idea what they're going to do. But they lowballed him on their contract offer. So if he doesn't sign, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, also, a question from some guy: What is up with the new beach that got made by accident in the River Valley? Should the city do some things to make it an actual beach? The city can't make it an actual beach; it's a provincial thing because the waterway is a provincial jurisdiction. Boo! So it's a little complicated. <laughs> also, teacher. Well, no, it is. Don Evans said that the other day on his Twitter, and I that I was like, yeah, that actually totally makes sense. However, I think that people in the city need to just calm their tits about the beach because, like, it's in a it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. And, like, people live there. And, like, I get that it's cool that there's a beach in the river, but first of all, A, why are you going in the river? That's disgusting. The and, river is pretty gross. And B, like, be respectful of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So my answer to your question, no, it shouldn't be. That's fair. Because they're going to have to pay money to police it and for parking enforcement, and I don't think that, I honestly don't think it's worth it. Okay. Um, I don't really have an opinion either way. I'm sure it's nice, but whatever. Again, I don't really, the beach is, like, not my jam, so I don't really care. Um... What was that question? Oh, Avery's question. This is my favorite question that he's ever asked. <laughs> How many more Fast and Furious movies until they are fighting aliens? I think by number ten, one of them is going to be in space. Has the next one been announced? No, but they're making. They're going to make more. Maybe it has. I don't know. I wonder if space is like the spinoff with Rock and. Oh. But this is the problem that I have with these dumb movies. What? Is the conflict that those people yeah. have chosen to go to space? Well, it's kind of like, but it's like Armageddon, which is dumb, Megan. But it's, it's the very same thing as Armageddon. Like I know, you're telling me, but I have a problem with that. You were telling me well. that NASA couldn't figure out how to train already trained astronauts how to drill into an asteroid. And so instead, they trained drillers to be astronauts. It's and somehow Michael Clark Duncan fits absurd. in a spaceship. It's absurd. And I hate it. I love it. I hate it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. At one point... At some point, they are going to be in space. I don't know who's going to be in space, but someone's going to be in space in a Fast and Furious movie. And that's going to be... I wonder if it's something like the villain is in space. Unless, unless they do what I want them to do and join the Avengers. Because they're practically... They're not worthy. They're, they're practically superheroes worthy. already. They cannot share the same screen as precious and beautiful Captain America. Okay, fine. I thought you were going to say something about Chris Pratt, and I was like, oh, we're going to have fighting words. No, I'm kind of over Chris Pratt. He's definitely fourth on that list. Mm-hmm. By, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- Isn't it funny how one film really changed us? <laughs> uh, yeah, but like in the best way imaginable. It's like the the is what it is. <laughs> I'm just gonna let happening. you. I'm just gonna let you uh, take that, <laughs> coin that term. Okay. Forever Consider and ever. Consider it coined. Done. Somebody put it on Twitter for me. <laughs> no, you do it yourself. You 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 lost that privilege when you deleted your account. 
Um, I think that's all the questions that we have. We don't have anything else. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. We're good. That's the end. Look at that. Um, so thanks for your patience and thanks for listening on all those different ways in which you can listen to this dumb podcast. And we appreciate that you do. We really, really do. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> the fact that people do is kind of amazing. It is. And you're all very nice. Yeah. And I, I super like that. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you can follow us. Oh, boy, we got to change this. Yeah, now. we do. I'm going to do it right <laughs> now while you're talking. Um, so we have an email address. Garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we have a website, garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at garbagefirepod, and you can follow me at Meg14. But like, don't at me about things I don't care about. And I'm on Instagram, but I'm quite private about that. But if you do the work to find it, possibly. Um, yeah, yeah, and about the Twitter thing, like, don't at me about Taylor Hall because I don't care. I made a joke. I literally don't care what anyone thinks about Taylor Hall. I made a joke the other day because someone, Jim Matheson, I think, was like, something, something, they should retire Kevin Lowe's number and it should be based on his body of work as a player. And then I just quote tweeted it, which is true, not his work as management. I I get fine. If they're going to, if they're going to retire the number, as as a player, fine, fine. Got it. And then I read, I quote tweeted and I was like, that shouldn't be the number four they retire. I didn't say anything else. I was just like being a dick. And then someone was like, I insert Chris Russell joke here. And I laughed. It was fun. And then people were like, why? What's his legacy? What did he do other than lose? And blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh, point. You missed it. And they're going to retire Smitty. Yeah. Smitty what did he ever do for the team? Anything? He never fucking won anything. It's like, yeah. It's such, only a per- I don't know, like twelve days until hockey again or something like that with like rookie camp. So hey, really? But instead, I'm just more excited about football. <laughs> well, that's what I never talked about. I got to see the Green Bay Packers practice last week. You did. I got to watch Clay Matthews do some push-ups, and it was great. <laughs> I can't believe it was last week. I know. It feels like it was two, three, four weeks. I know. Ago. I was talking to someone last night at the football game about that, and I we were talking, and I said, guess where I was last week? And he was like, well, it has to be something about the Packers. And I was like, I was in Green Bay watching Clay Matthews do push-ups. <laughs> and he was not very Which happy with me. sounds uh, creepy. So creepy. It was like, <laughs> through a fence? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was through a fence, to be honest, but it was like at their practice field. Um, but I was thinking about that in terms of like fan engagement, and it's super cool because you can watch practice during training camp and they come out of Lambeau Field and they get on kids bikes and they ride from like the field across the street to the practice field and it's like this big thing and I was like man why don't the Oilers do something like that that's so cool because they don't give a shit about fans apparently not apparently not but they should because it was really neat yeah anyway that was what I got to do um so yeah that's it that's all we have that's all we have so thanks for listening and uh see you in the dumpster